and welcome to Abandoned Cart, the podcast we wish we had when running our own e-commerce store. I'm Adam, co-founder of Pink Leopard, a growth acceleration agency specializing in e-commerce. Joining us today is Amelia Peckham, co-founder of Cool Crutches, a business that sells crutches and walking aids that are safe and comfortable without compromising on style. Amelia, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, no, thanks for joining us. So we kick every episode off with this question, just so that the audience can get to know you on a bit more of a personal level. So what's the best piece of advice you've ever received and how has it impacted your life? I think probably I did not realize this at the time, but it was that life is about solving problems. And I think particularly when it comes to business, it's about understanding that problems are coming and not panicking, figuring out how to solve them, and then not repeating them. And I feel like that for me is particularly apt because we'll soon find out. But I think lots of horrible things happen. And it's how you navigate them and don't repeat them. That is what gives you the biggest impact, basically. And my other one, which is very business led, was that revenue is vanity, but profit is sanity. (laughs) Should be tattooed on my forehead at the moment. So <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I, I love both of them. I think Laura and I have said this recently, actually, we are in the business of problem solving. That's exactly what you do as a business leader every single day. You're not sure what's going to come up, land on your desk. But yeah, we absolutely have to be positive and up for the challenge of problem solving and see it as that is your job. So yeah, I love that and couldn't agree more about profit versus revenue, 100%. <laughs> I think it is, you're right then you just have to be really like I'm expecting a problem and if you're not solving one expect a bigger one to come around the corner and then you're not thrown when it happens and I think yeah. as soon as you are like I'm ready then you're like okay this is this week's problem or this morning's problem do you know what I mean you're like on to the next thing but I think that resilience is what all of the mega successful founders that I've come across have nailed so I'm like clinging to it hoping that if I can keep that at the forefront of everything that we do, we'll make it. Absolutely. And you get thick skin, don't you? You just take those problems and you just become more attuned to them really every single day. So yeah, I love that. Thanks for that. Okay, amazing. So for the listeners, can you tell us the story of Cool Crutches, please? Yeah. When I was 19, which was in 2005, I was involved in a quad bike accident. And unfortunately, I smashed one of the vertebras in my back and became paralyzed from my waist down. I was in hospital for six months and then another six months in and out and was told pretty quickly, like within 48 hours, that I would never walk unaided again. When I did eventually get to rehab, they handed me a lovely pair of grey hospital crutches, which ironically I was really excited about. And then within a week, I think, I was back in bed because I had blisters on my hands that then got infected. And then they said, you can't stand up because of your hands, you can't do the crutches, you can't learn to walk. to bed. Let's get you a wheelchair. Let's get focused on trying to use a wheelchair and living in a wheelchair. And I was like, hang on, what? And my mum was like, oh, wow. Okay. So we need to find some crutches that work. And then realized we looked in Australia, we looked in China, we looked in Europe, we looked in America, we looked everywhere. There were none that were designed to relieve hand pain or blisters. And at that point we were like, how is this possible? And that's when we thought we need to find something. And from that, then obviously I went through the whole process of being flat on my back to back on my feet, which took probably nine months. 
And whilst I was using my lovely hospital crutches, I realized there were more than just blisters that came with them. They clicked so everyone could hear me coming, which was really hideous. They slipped. And then six months after I started using them, caveat this, I was paralyzed from my waist down. So it was all going through my hands. I actually snapped a pair and I did, I think I snapped three pairs in the time that I was using the hospital one. So we were like, there are more than one area that we could potentially fix if we created crutches that work. So we did. I had a year off from uni. She, mum had a year off from doing everything that she normally did. And we decided to design, source and launch Cool Crutches. We launched in 2006 and very much ran it as a side project until 2017 when I had my first baby. I went on maternity leave and thought I might start tinkering with marketing and just see if we can drum up anything. And then we had a few celebrities. So Prue Leith was on Bake Off on them. Amanda Holden was wearing leopard print after she broke her leg for both of them were on them for about six months at the same time. And suddenly the website took off and we were like, oh, wow, there's definitely legs on this. Mind the pun. So then we started by that point, I was on one crutch and on a good day, I could use a walking stick. Mm-hmm. But again, I couldn't use any old walking stick because I'm putting my weight through it and most of them are designed to be for balance. And my dad then broke his pelvis. We sound like the worst family ever. We pretty much are. And he then was told he'd need a walking stick for life at 60. So we were like, we need to find one that can support someone who's six foot four and not small and needs to put his entire body weight onto a walking stick. And he couldn't use a crutch because he was also diagnosed with osteoporosis. And if he'd fallen it would have broken his arm. So we were like, we'll go back to the manufacturers. Can you do the same thing in a walking stick? Multiple samples later, we cracked it and we launched walking sticks in 2019. And again, we're not expecting it to do much and it did. And then I had my second baby in 2020 during lovely COVID and the company I was working for went into administration and I was like, this is it. If we're going to do it, we do it now. And that I think was when I met you guys. It was during lockdown, wasn't it? was yeah yeah and then from that point on it just was like this is serious now we're going to give it everything and the business has grown a phenomenal amount I don't yeah we are flying by the seat of our pants but we're flying (laughs) (laughs) it's a really inspiring story and you've been on one hell of a journey obviously but I think when I asked you the best piece of advice uh, earlier and and talking about being in the business of problem solving you've absolutely done that right from the get-go with this seeing a problem with crutches and them not being able to fit for purpose, really, and being able to bring something to the market that's not only safer and better to use for the for the end user, but also much more nice to have yeah. on you and, and cool, I suppose, it is exactly what it is, cool crutches. But, but yeah, that's really an amazing journey. I didn't know that about your dad as well. No, but um, again, we weren't ever, we didn't set out to make a lot of money or have a global business or we literally set out to have a year where we didn't talk about my accident every day. And every time someone rang and said, can she walk? Can she not walk? Can she wiggle her toes? It was, I don't know, haven't looked. We've actually just found a warehouse. And that was, it flipped the whole narrative from being about what I couldn't do yeah. to what I could. And I think that's what the business has done for people like me who use walking aids every day. People say that people don't stop them in the street and say, what happened to your leg anymore? They go, oh my God, I love your spots or I love your leopard print. Like, where did you get it from? That's so cool. And I'm like, that's where there's some kind of positive association as opposed to pity and like, how are we going to get you off that horrible thing? And it's, no, this is 
as much as your shoes are helpful to you, this is helpful for me. Let's make it about something fun and the extension of style and personality. And then, yeah, it suddenly becomes a really positive thing. And I feel like there you go, problem solved in theory. Love that. Absolutely love that. And you said that the business is currently flying for you right now. Um, just talk to us a little bit about that. Where are you, you know, where are you at as a business right now? So we are currently still online only. Um, we sell through not on the high street, we sell through our own website. Um, and we have a couple of more medical-based partners, but mainly through our website, to be honest, I'd say 95% of our orders come through the website. We've gone from maybe a hundred orders a month to I think we've just done a thousand in two years like it's just I don't yeah I can't even it's mad but I think and now it's starting to build a team and we were talking about it earlier but like staff and we've always set up the business so that it was automated because I obviously can't be lugging around boxes full of crutches mum doesn't want to be doing that either so we always put it in a fulfillment house we always ran it from our laptops we wanted it to be flexible we didn't want to have an office as she's sitting in an office but it has just grown and grown and we have we're about to have our first employee which is very exciting we currently work with multiple agencies across marketing we have two printing houses we have a warehouse it's big it's really yeah there's probably 30 40 people involved which is amazing yeah but as a team it's you your mum and someone who's doing customer service yeah okay so it's a a core team of three and then you've got the agency extensions yeah exactly phenomenal work what is it so going from 100 to a thousand that's an incredible change in your business what would you put it down to as going from that selling 100 a month to a thousand is there anything in particular that's really got you to that point yeah i think for us it's been digital marketing and i think I was always quite, so I did PR for 10 years after I left uni and while we were running the business on the side. And so I've always used PR. We've always used Facebook advertising pretty much since it started. And I tinkered at it watching YouTube videos. Anyone that would talk to me about Facebook advertising, I spoke to them and tried to figure it out and ran the most horrendous array of Facebook ads uh, (laughs) that one of them was on there for 10 years and most of the comments were horrible but I thought oh comments and they were clicking through and buying stuff so I was like well I don't really mind if they're horrid whereas now you obviously wouldn't put up with that but I think Facebook's always been big for us and I think understanding that from a very early doors has been integral because the second we had budget we put it towards advertising the second we could afford to get an agency to look at it in a sort of strategic way we did And that you guys got us from, I think you doubled our orders in a month. And I was like, what? I thought, and we, I think we started working with you in January. And I remember thinking, I'm just going to let them think they've got to sustain the Christmas orders and see what happens. They'll never do it, but we'll see. And you did like almost immediately it worked. And I think at that point, you're like, if you've got a product that people want Mm -hmm. or need, and we're competing against something that's for free. So it's people say, oh my God, it's so amazing. Like you're doing something completely different and it solves a problem and it's great. And it's hang on a minute. Is it? You can walk into your local hospital and get a pair for free. You do not need to buy ours. You have to understand the problems and the solutions and the impact you can make by choosing something that's better, but you're paying for it. So it, I think that's almost a steeper educational piece between us knowing and then our consumers. So it's, yeah, yes, they need it. Yes, they want it. But your product has to be bulletproof. 
Then we started doing Facebook ads and obviously it worked. Then we realized that actually the website was a bit like a hole with buckets in it, a a hole with buckets in it, a bucket with holes in. And that was the next step. So then it was like, okay, sort the website. And then you start looking at email marketing. And I was a bit like, we both mum and I hate people that send me abandoned cart emails. I hate people that send me all these horrible things about their company. I don't want to know. And then social media started creeping up and it was like, oh, actually, I do want to know. I want to know what they eat. I want to know where they go. I want to know everything. And that machine started to churn. And also we're working in an industry where no one talked about it. Disability wasn't talked about. Using walking aids wasn't talked about. It was all this sort of, so to be able to use traditional platforms that someone's selling something really genuinely very cool, I don't know, phone covers, iPad covers, why couldn't we be like them? Why couldn't we be a high-end retail business that looked gorgeous, that served a purpose. And the way we communicated that was then fueling more sales. So I think website email ads could not do what we've done without those three. Everything else that we've done on top of that has been an added bonus that's helped it move. And even organic social, I'm like, we post every day now, but at the beginning, I think I was doing two or three times a week and it was just posts. But I think all of it, the more you can do, the better you can do it, the better you get at it, the faster it happens. That's what then builds momentum. And I think that's where you're like, this is working. Keep going. Not without its hurdles, obviously. (laughs) Of course not. But you're so right, though, in terms of those different platforms that you have to use with your ads, with email, they work in tandem. So when we're speaking with businesses, they're asking, what, what should I start with? Really, you need email and, and, and Meta and Google, really, all working together yeah. for the best possible results. So that's obviously an, an important takeaway there. Don't look at a silver bullet of one platform that's going to work no. for you. And also don't, don't expect too much from anything, because I think you have to have your finger in every pie yeah. for it to work. And I think one thing that I was always like, but Google produces these like massive numbers. Why don't we shovel our budget into Google? And it's no one's going to Google you if they haven't seen you somewhere else. So you have to spend the money on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, but also understand where your customer is and where they shop for what. Because TikTok came along and I was like, watch out. I'm going to get my tripod out. I'm going to do loads of videos. This is going to be great. And it was, and we get really good engagement on TikTok, but we don't sell through TikTok. Mm -hmm because our customers don't buy expensive items. And it might be just consumers don't buy expensive items through TikTok. They buy makeup, they buy gadgets, they buy little easy to shop things. But when you're spending 80 quid plus, you need to see it a few times. You need to read some reviews. You need to, and that communication piece doesn't come from one video. It has to be multiple touch points. And that's where Facebook will drive them to Google. Google might convert them, but you can't pummel all your budget into where it looks like it's doing the most to get it to do the most. And I think that's really difficult because I really spent a long time watching YouTube videos, following people on Instagram, learning about how ads work, learning about how, because I was like, I've got to get this because I don't want to just be handing over thousands of pounds saying, please, can you run 55 ads? You've got to be able to understand why they're working, why they're not working so that you can push money in the right direction. And I think that's where it's really hard because lots of people are like, I hate marketing. I don't want to do it. I just want someone else to do it. In that case, outsource it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? You have these specialist agencies and we're very proudly specialists at what we do when it comes to 
paid social search, email and TikTok, but it's full time that running your own business, trying to then take on the marketing as well. Something's got to give somewhere. So finding that right partner that understands your business and can go on that journey with you is vital really for proper business growth. And also that's interesting. When we met you guys, it wasn't like hand over your money and let's go. It was like, what why are you doing it? What do you want out of it? What if I was Joe Bloggs and I broke my leg tomorrow, why would I be Googling you? Why would I like you really have to have people that are interested? And I think there's a lot of running a small business, you hear a lot of horror stories about people finding it really difficult and they come across problems and, and that's normal. But there are really good people who are really in it for the right reasons that will work their socks off to help you grow your business. You just have to go through a few firing a few blanks before you find the ones that are like we can do this and we know how to do it and we'll help you but I think that it's like hiring people instantly if you like someone and you'll get on and you're like it feels like the right fit yeah great but very often that doesn't happen and you have to just be like okay not the right one on to the next one but I think actually people agencies get a really bad rep and actually if you get the right cocktail of people and interest and it works it's amazing and the results are so fast that's one thing that I think I underestimated was I thought I'm gonna have to give this six nine months and it's not anymore you can pretty much see within a month if something's gonna work or not and then you can put more budget towards it yeah totally but I think on that though it really is a two-way conversation really but a two-way kind of interview if you like from the agency but also from you as well, vetting us, because we had to make sure that we were right for call crutches um, and vice versa. And so what we have to do as an agency is really dive into everything about your business to understand how your website converts. Are you making sales? What's your customer avatar? Can you get the supply right? Have you got good reviews? Is your email marketing in place? All of these different things. Is your product good? That's one of the, the key things there. We have to take into the this such massive consideration on this because if at any point those those pieces of the puzzle aren't right for Pink Leopard, yeah. we have to be very honest and say, look, I don't think we're right for you. And we do say no to a lot of businesses that come to us because we are we're a growth acceleration agency now. We want to take people on that journey. But if we're not right for them to begin with, there might be another agency that's a better better fit for more yeah. of a startup business. Whereas with you, we looked at everything in holistically at what you're doing. Yeah, um, nuts. But I think also it's like there are, you obviously know what that shopping list looks like. And I had a vague idea, but people often, I'm on a few different sort of founder accelerator community based things. And they're like, look at entrepreneurs that you really respect and they've been really successful. They know their strengths. They also know their weaknesses. And if you don't have the shopping list of start with a website, then you get some emails, then you automate the emails, then you go on organic social then you go here, then you go there and you start communicating the same thing through all of them consistently, authentically with you behind it. Then it's, do you know what I mean? Then it starts to grow, but you have the shopping list. Like I, I spend a lot of time talking to people that have done different things and I'm like, should I be going into a hospital and leaving loads of flyers? Probably not worth it if I've got to drive an hour for each one. Or should I start targeting people on Instagram who have already looked at walking or whatever but that education piece you have to be in and if you don't understand it you need to find someone that does because I think I definitely was like I think I need to have an understanding of all of it and I need to be able to implement it you cannot hand over your business to an agency and be like I'm out see you later like I still we get 
100 comments a day on Facebook ads, if you're not in there replying within an hour, yeah. you're giving money to an agency for no reason at all. Like you have to be in the detail and ready to be like, I'm here, I'm helping my customers, I know what they want. I think I would almost say customer service above anything else. Mm-hmm. If you are spending any money on an agency, for God's sake, spend it on customer service if you're not doing that yourself, because you can throw all the traffic you like at your website. If your customer service is rubbish, yeah, it won't. They might buy once, they won't come back. Yeah. And that's it. It's having that collaborative approach. Otherwise, it's, it's just not going to work. Like we have to have the confidence in the business owner that they're yeah. doing exactly everything that you've said so that we can get the best possible performance. I'm um, willing to humiliate themselves on video. I'm like, what do you want me to do? I'll get my video. I still get messages from my cousins being like, you're pointing again. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is there anything, if you would start again, is there anything that you would change and do differently? I probably would have tried to get an agency earlier, to be honest. I think I look back now I used to have two calls a week with a sort of Facebook ad manager. And I remember sitting through them being like, I get it. I don't really understand. And I put the phone down and be like, I think they've just doubled our budget. I don't really know. I think that for me was a bit scary. I think I don't like spending money unless I know it's coming back. And I think I'm still like that now. And mum is exactly the same. She's like, if you can see how quickly you're going to get a return, fine. But I think for so long in a small business, you do that. Only spend money when it's going to come back. Don't spend money on stuff that you don't. Fluffy packaging, sod it. You don't need it. I'll still go out in a cardboard box. It's got a bit nicer in the last 18 months, but it's it's not, that's not going to get you money. I think you you need the help where it's going to convert. And if it's potentially going to convert on Facebook, find someone that knows what they're doing and give them three months to do it. And if they do it, great. If they don't worry about it. PR is something I still massively value. We have an amazing PR agency who approached me on LinkedIn, actually. Mm-hmm. which I always like and not a sort of very mundane, horrible, hello, miss, my name is not that. She was brilliant. And I said, look, I used to work in PR and I don't want to be annoying. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also don't want to retain. And she was like, that's fine. You can pay as you go. And I was like, hello, well done. Great. And that is something we did. We used to do two press releases a year and it mm-hmm. trickled in. It very rarely doesn't pay for itself. And Instagram is gold i would have got a grip on that sooner and i would have started doing video content sooner but again you can't really regret it can you because you're like video is now enormous and then it wasn't it really wasn't it was pictures and gorgeous photographs that sold i wish i'd done it all a bit earlier but i think things happen for a reason don't they and actually it took covid to really boot me up the ass and be like we're going for it this is it Yeah, it's a big old step, though. And I think one of the key things that we've learned over time is that communication piece. I think from somebody who's stepping into this world who may not be that familiar with it, the biggest thing that we can do as an agency is actually give you the information about what we're doing and get you to understand it. And if there's something that you don't really understand or or question why we're doing this, it's our job to tell you exactly why we're doing that and the strategy behind it. It might not be exactly today that you're going to see that return but it's all done with a a reason and and considered and I think that's a really important thing for any agency working with anybody you have to be on top of your communication for your client because without it they're going to lose faith eventually and also not go I think I can speak for a lot of founders when it's very difficult to take criticism at the beginning because you're it sounds really stupid but like you start and I was doing 
filming three videos a day. I was posting them onto Instagram. I was doing Instagram stories. I was sending out email marketing campaigns that I'd put together myself. I was tinkering with the website. I was doing it all on my own. And nobody cares. Everybody thinks you're embarrassing. Everybody's laughing at you. It feels awful. You never really want to say anything. It's horrible. And then you start working with an agency and you think, oh my God, they get it. Yeah. But then you guys did not immediately say to me, by the way, do you know that the homepage is pretty much upside down and doesn't really work? And I was like, oh my God. Because by that point, I trusted you. And yeah. I was like, what would you do? And you were like, well, we have a list. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because by that point, you're like, you understand my business. You understand our customers. You get it. I'll listen to anything you say. But I think it's quite often in pitch documents, we'll get pitches back. And I'm like, I did not want a critique of our entire website. Thank you very much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've got to go in with the, this is where we think we can add value and then yeah. we'll tackle that later. But I think you, yeah, like you totally gained my trust by proving yourselves within three weeks. And then I was like, oh my God, right, what would you do? And also you've run econ businesses. Like you guys know, and you've worked with enough people like me that you knew instantly, okay, right, next up. What are you doing about your emails? I didn't even have an automated flow, I don't think, when we started working together. I didn't have anything automated. I mean, that generates 20% of our revenue now. It's yeah. And it took six weeks to do. And we did it in December last year, do you remember? And you guys were like, yeah, it's going to take... And I was like, it takes how long? What? I used to clamber one together in 20 minutes. And then you were like, no, this is a process. <laughs> you yeah. can't just be whipping images in. And I think it's just, yeah, it's a trust thing, isn't it? And then... You want all the criticism you can get from people you trust. You don't want your next door neighbor, Dave, coming around saying he's had a look at your website and he's got a few ideas. You want people who know what they're talking about. And that's so hard to find if you're on your own. Yeah, 100%. And it's going on that journey together, isn't it, as well? Because I think a lot of people enter into e-commerce and they want that silver bullet, quick win, going to make loads of money tomorrow, where it's it's just never going to happen. You have to. It really is hard yards. But it's working with an agency that can actually say, okay, let's do this now, but this is going to get you here. Then we've got to go into phase two, phase three, phase four, rather than we're not going to give you a 20 times return on ad spend no. tomorrow. And also but- you didn't say, oh, you know what? We think this time next year you'll be here. That that never was on my radar until it been the last 12 months when we started talking to potential investors and doing yeah. terrifying documents that I'm like, Oh, wow. We were always working sort of six, 12 months in advance, but no, there was no three, five year plan. I was, God, if I get to the end of this year and we've made more money, I'll be absolutely delighted. Like I just, yeah, you you totally got the expectation management side of it, I think. But when you do get the machine working, basically, it's really exciting then because you've got that product, you've got the story behind it, you've got the website uh, converting, the traffic, the PR piece as well, mm. the obviously fuels and helps your digital marketing as well all of these things working in tandem google email. it's huge but also if someone reads an article in a magazine or even if it's online and then they go i'll just have a go and have a quick look the second they click on your website they'll be seen on facebook they can hardly go anywhere for three months without seeing us so it's yeah it's that you aren't chucking money into a how, what did I say? Hole with buckets with holes. <laughs> it's, it, there are no holes. It's all being caught. And then, and I think this is where people don't realize, and I never thought we'd get to this, is that once you've got the formula, you just tinker. Like we've just launched a new website on Friday. Please, God, if anyone's watching this, go and have a look at it. Tell me if you think it's 
you know, there's loads of things like where the buttons are put, where the banners are, what clicks through to what, how many clicks does it take for someone to get all the information for them to buy, like the amount of work that went into it. And yeah. now I'm like, we have got the best version of a website we could possibly have at the stage that we're at. Mm-hmm. Now, when someone goes and reads the paper and sees us and goes to our website, I know any hope of them going to the end goal of ordering is there. We've done it. Yeah. So for the next, I think they always say three to five years with a website. I'm like, we can leave that for 12 months and just not worry about it. But I think you've got to, can't sit on your laurels, can you? You've got to go, right, so the website's fine. And then we now we need to look at what's on all of our social media platforms is the next thing because every single one has something slightly different. And it's like that now needs to become uniform. And you, oh, someone from you guys said to me, you've got to project the brand you want to be, not the brand you are. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking oh, we are far away from where I want to be. And it was that like, I'm going to spend on professional photography. I am going to spend, that was one of the best decisions we ever did. Like the, mm-hmm. the photography and professional videos, less, I think they can be on your phone, but professional photography is gold dust and yeah. headshots and anything like that. It was amazing. But I was like, why can't we be the white company of walking sticks. Why have we got to be in this horrible, dusty industry where everyone goes, oh, it's made me feel a bit better. No, it blooming hasn't. It makes me feel great. Move out of the way. <laughs> like it was that whole bit. I think you just think, oh, I'm not that confident and I'm not that sure I can do this. And then you do it and people are like, yeah, wow, great. What's next? And you're like, oh, I don't know. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> On that, what is next for corporate uh, in a, a good position right now you've had a lot of learnings a lot of problems to solve along the way but what does the next uh, 12 months look like for you so uh, launching kids crutches which has been I feel like I've been talking about it probably since my accident but it like I've now got two kids mum obviously started it trying to help me mm-hmm. and I think it's that like big thing that we've always wanted to do but obviously we didn't think there was a big enough market to launch that from the get-go so they are coming we hope in December so that we can do some before Christmas we've got I've never had so many people messaging me saying are they nearly done are they nearly done I'm like oh my god we're really close (laughs) yeah that's exciting and then oh oh my god so there's just so much stuff we're trying to do new designs all the time we're about to launch Diamante I think in December Oh, lovely. That will be about as cool as a walking stick gets. That is a very cool crutch. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. And then we're trying to expand our range of accessories. So last, I don't know if you remember this, but last January, last December, everyone was like, cost of living, ah. And I was like, do you know what? I just don't think people are going to want to spend big amounts of money. And I actually think, you know, walking stick straps, things, rubber tips that go on the bottom. There's loads of stuff that you could get that's less expensive that actually could make a huge difference to somebody. So Mm -hmm. we're about to launch really boring, but like covers for the arms, we've got grips coming for the walking sticks. But I think that side of it where it's like little things that make a big impact versus you've got to go the whole hog and have this enormous outlay. So yeah, there's a lot. And then next year, potentially looking at Australia and America but to be honest, if the UK keeps going in the way it is, I don't think we'll do that for until the UK starts to plateau. So yeah, there's a lot, but it's exciting. It's so nice. It's like the best job. I just always was like so happy that the crutches meant I could use crutches and I didn't have to use my wheelchair. Yeah. So it's if I get one message a day on Instagram saying you've changed my life, I'll be forever happy. So yeah, more of that, please. <laughs> Absolutely. 
I love that. And I think that's a great way to to conclude it, really. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with us, Amelia. You've got a- Thank you for everything you've done. Oh, no, you're very welcome. It's absolutely our pleasure. We, we love working with you. So, yeah, absolutely. Is there anything that we've not asked you that you think might be interesting for the listeners? No, I do think so. I think that might be it. Okay. Is there, if you let us know then, what's for the listeners, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Ah, go to our website, which is www.coolcrutches.com and follow us on every single social media platform at Cool Crutches. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much again, Amelia. And thank you everyone for listening. If you have enjoyed the show, please subscribe or follow us. We've got more episodes coming out soon. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a review. And if you are keen to discuss any aspect of digital marketing for your business, then the team at Pink Leopard is more than happy to help. Just visit pinkleopard.co.uk for our contact details. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.